The Welcome to the Show podcast is independently produced by me, CT, and Manny Gomez. Help people find our show by leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. Thank you. All right, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. Manny, say what's up to the, uh, to the world. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Yo, listen. Let's put all this bullshit aside, yo. I'm not here to shit on you. I, you know, I care Thanks. about you. So, whatever you need, I'm here for you. <clears throat> okay. So, anything you want to say before we get this started, man? Because I'm, I don't want to be responsible for what you may <laughs> or may not feel. We should have won that series, man. Okay. We, sh- we should have won that series, and of course, I'm talking about the Yankees Astros. Um. First of all, it was a great series. It was a great series. Definitely few memorable moments. You know what? That Nats Nats versus Dodgers might have been just as exciting because it was like a game five, an elimination game, and the Nats overcame and won. But that Yankee series was definitely entertaining. So good job for whoever I, set that whole thing up. I think it was en- whoever set that up. I think it was entertaining, but at the same time, it had to be frustrating for both teams. Even though the, the, the Astros came out on top. There were moments in that series where the best hitters on each teams weren't doing shit. And it just came mm-hmm. down to a moment, uh, you know, timely hitting, two walk-off home runs. I mean, how many series are you going to see where there are two walk-off home runs in? That doesn't happen very often. You might get one in a series. You got two in this one. Um, yeah. you, you got Verlander and Cole, two the two top pitchers in baseball, um, you know, fucking Yankees should have won. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you want to get all the Yankee stuff now and and talk about the Nats and Cardinals, which feels like it happened a month ago. Yeah, down that the, series towards the end of the episode. Um, or do you want to talk about the Nats real quick? I mean, I feel like the Yankee. just I feel just like have I, a good old Yankee roundabout. I feel like I feel like I'm in the Yankee groove right now. So let's get the Yankee uh, Astro stuff out of the way. Um, okay. And because I don't have much to say about Nats and and, and uh, Cardinals, I feel like that series was a joke. It was boring. It was. The and Nats absolutely first, dominated the Cardinals. Didn't I? Didn't I say that the worst thing that could have happened to the Cardinals that that ten run inning, yeah, to, to defeat to defeat the Braves, and then you got this guy who, whose name I already forgot, the manager of the Cardinals, uh, <laughs> just dropping f bombs left and right like it was oh, the man. first day he learned the word. I wonder if he, he regrets like that. High, uh, of course he regrets that <laughs> shit. Like the way he spoke made it seem like he's not used to just blurting out stuff like that yeah so he probably he's, he's definitely like losing sleep over it like he, he doesn't pre- he de- not that he regrets it but he's definitely embarrassed and the nat everybody was concerned about the nats bullpen which which yes in the regular season it sucked they came through in, in that series they when they came in they did the job and i like i like what the nats manager is doing god why don't i remember his name help me out here mm, yeah I'm, I'm drawing a blank here Hispanic guy, like him. He's part of he's part of the tribe. I'm with it. Good guy. Um, good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Could almost lost his job this year and took his team to the World Series. Probably gonna get an extension now because of it. Deserves it 100. percent But anyway, Dave Martinez. Um, Dave Martinez. There it is. Um, you, I like I like his strat how he's strategizing, throwing out starters on their throw days instead of having them do regular throw days in the in the bullpen. He's using them coming out. Uh, you know, in the games he used Corbin out of the bullpen. Max Scherzer was ready to come out a couple times out of the bullpen. I think Stra- I mean, uh, Strasburg, I think, came out of the bullpen a couple times. I like that. I like that he's strategizing that way. And um, I'm seeing here that the World Series odds, the, the Astros are heavily favored over the Nats. And I don't know why, because what we the team that we saw in the ALCS from the Astros is beatable, for 100% beatable. Um, and throw in now that they're going to be facing guys who can go toe-to-toe with their starters and it makes for me this should have been a lot closer than what Vegas is predicting. Yeah, I mean, not that they should be that heavily favored, but I just feel like that this series was so similar to the 2017 series yeah. against the Yankees with the Astros, where it's like neither team hit again. And I really think there's something about the Astros playing against the Yankees. Like they never looked that bad against any other team. Not even mm-hmm. against the Red Sox that I feel like they looked that bad. It's like I felt like whoever caught the lead first in those games was, was going to win. win the game. Yeah. 
Yeah. I agree. Um, so I personally think the Astros are going to break out. Then again, they're facing even better starting pitching. Way better starting but pitching. I, but I think what I'm what I, what I'm meant to say is that when there's a a, a glimpse of light that they're going to get a pitcher that they can handle they're definitely going to score some runs i think i don't think we're going to see like the way uh peacock came in the game and for you know for the most part did not look did not look out of out of sort you know yeah yeah, yeah. um i see the, i see the astros winning the series i hope the nats win it because it'd be cool to see scherzer just you know chug a beer or yeah. shotgun a beer and punch someone in the face or something <laughs> like a psychopath that he is <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> let me let let let's let me uh point something interesting out. Yankees, number three in payroll, Dodgers, number four, mm-hmm. Cardinals, number six, Astros, number seven, and the Nats, number eight. Crazy. Where are the Astros? Did you say that already? Astros seven. Oh, okay. Because they're gonna go up next Braves. year, their their payroll's gonna jump up to about two hundred million next year. Yeah. Braves, fourteen. Of course, we know the only team that doesn't fit into this is the Rays in last place, 30th. And the A's. Uh, yeah. Um, but honestly, man, this just shows that there's there's something to spending money and winning championships. Even yeah. though the Yankees are kind of a little bit of an exception because the majority of their money was on the bench with Stanton and CeCe. I guess, wait, CeCe's not even going to pay that much anymore, so forget about that. No, he was um, getting, yeah, that's true. He got like 10 or something this year. You're right. This, this, is, more, this is more Ellsbury and... Uh, that's pretty this much. This is it. more Ellsbury, Stanton. Who else is out there? Batances was hurt. How much is getting? Batances was hurt. Yeah. And Cardassian, I think, gets about twenty. That's a that's a good hefty that's a good hefty paycheck. I think. I'm but check. I think that the Rays being the outlier. I mean, the Brewers are under the league average. They they probably would have made it with Yelich or probably would have had more success with Yelich maybe. Maybe. Uh, twins are 18th. I gotta say, man, the better teams look like the teams that spend money. Yeah, and the better teams have a better have a better core too. I think the the Red Sox have a better core, even though they didn't make the postseason. The Cubs have a better core. The Yankees have a better core. The Dodgers have a better core. Um, the Astros for sure better core. Those other teams. I feel like the difference is that they they don't have a strong core. Like the Brewers have Christian Yelich, but other than that, who else? Who else is like a force on that team? Hater, but he's coming out they of the bullpen. Lucky. They got lucky that Mustakas like had had a pretty good year. Yeah, even the Twins. They, nobody even wanted to give him a contract in the beginning of the year. Yeah, the Twins don't have a strong. The Indians have a strong core. I'm surprised they, you know, their salary is pretty low. And they're they're talking about trading Francisco Lindor. Like, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking, but. Well, they don't want to pay him, so. But I mean, he's Francisco Lindor. You exercise hey, the I option on Corey Kluber, who was hurt all year, is a year older. Um, chances are he probably will replicate the kind of pitcher that he is. But chances are he's probably not going to because he is a year older, and history tells us that when pitchers get older, they typically get worse. Don't tell that to Max Scherzer or some of these other guys. But that's just chances are. But you exercise an option on Kluber and and. Might trade Francisco Lindor. For me, I would rather spend the money on the younger guy and let and let the pitcher walk away. But that's just me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't even know what we're talking about the Indians, man. Yeah, me neither. Uh, the only point I wanted to make was that <clears throat> these teams on high payrolls are yeah. not only not only did they go deep into the postseason, but they look like they'll be there next year as well. Yeah. Um. So just wanted to point that out. Thanks for doing that. Uh, I I'm afraid to go to the beginning. The earlier episodes that we dropped this season and see what our predictions were for the Nats. I remember myself uh, ripping them for paying Corbin that money, and look at the, look at them now. They're they're in the World Series, insane, and they can win it. Don't know if they will, but they can. That's the point. Like, I'm so happy they beat the Cardinals, man. I thought the Cardinals were kind of overrated. <laughs> I I do too. I, I I don't know how they made it to the postseason. To be honest, I thought they would be third in that division, and somehow they they ran away with it. I guess the Cubs are really that bad this year. Um. Yeah. But back to the the Nats, St. Louis series. As I said before, not much stood out to me aside from the fact that Steven Strasburg keeps solidifying himself as one of the best postseason pitchers ever, which is surprising. Yep. 
Um, Max Scherzer is a beast still. I don't, you know, even though he had a, a rough start to one of those games, he still manages to finish strong. He's he's a gamer. Um, Anthony Rendon is a freaking beast. Juan Soto is a fucking animal. Um, and by the way, did you see? I think it was John Boy that broke it down. One of the one of the matches between um, it was between Juan Soto and I forget who the pitcher was. Was it Flaherty in in the Cardinals where? Juan Soto stares at a pitch going inside, and he does kind of like a merengue dance or something, it looks like, and then he grabs his crotch. Did you see that video? Yeah, he, do, he does a little shimmy and then grabs his crotch, yeah. I, first, I've i never noticed that until John Boy pointed that out. He's That's a fucking uh, weird-ass thing to do. But anyway, we were when the we app, were talking about it. We were talking about it in our chat. Yeah, we talked about it in the chat. Against, but I had seen... The, against the Dodgers. Yeah, I had seen the John Boy breakdown. Oh, during the Dodgers? Maybe I missed that one. But anyway, um, and then... I think Flaherty ended up winning the the matchup, and Flaherty then went and grabbed his crotch next to Juan yep. Soto. The same way you see that, um, yeah. But yeah, Juan Soto's a fucking animal. Anthony Rendon, their their rotation is beast. Who's that center fielder? He looks like a child for for the Nats. He's pretty good. Uh, um, Michael Taylor. Michael Taylor. He play, He had a good. He had a good uh, D uh, DS and CS actually, and he made a couple of good yeah. plays in the outfield. Um, I am not sleeping oh, on, wait, on wait the Nets. It might be Michael Taylor. I'll get back to you on that. I don't think it's Michael Taylor. I think you're t- well. Michael Taylor does look like a child. Mm-hmm. But did you mean? Uh, oh man, it's just slipping my mind right now. Because their starting center fielders, the guy that we said uh, led the league in oh, defense, Robles saved. Robles, is that who you're talking? No, about? I'm talking about Michael Taylor. Oh, okay, yeah, Michael Taylor. And fucking yeah. Howie Kendrick, he does- man, where did where did he come from? Dude, these, this veteran leadership that I ripped in season one, it just keeps coming <laughs> back around to bite me in the ass, man. These veterans are legit. Everybody needs a veteran. Everybody needs a four-year-old Max Scherzer or a 50-year-old Howie Kendrick. Mm-hmm. My, you know? So my, my takeaway is don't sleep on the Nats. Their their story this year is incredible. They were 19 and 31 at one point. I forget who posted this on Twitter. It might have been Rosenthal or only one of those you know big MLB guys. That they had like a zero point one percent chance of making the postseason at that point. Not only did they make the postseason, they're in the World Series, and I'm ready to talk about them as a series contender uh, against the Astros. I would not be surprised if, if the Nats walked away with the championship this year. Yeah, uh, here's a look at Michael Taylor's postseason numbers. This goes back to 2016. He's a uh, 381 on base, 921 OPS. Not bad. Pretty good. He's 28, but he does look like a child. You're right. He looks like a baby. All right. Uh, so your prediction is, what What do you think? Seven game series? I think it goes seven. And my brain is saying Astros. My heart is saying Nats. I'm going to go Nats. Just because I can't root for the team that beat me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go Strohs in six. Nice. Okay. Strozy. Good old Strohs. <laughs> Anyway, we probably should have gave our predictions towards the end because we do have to talk about the Astros and the Yankees. That's a good point. Which I think we should spend a I think we should spend a good amount of chunk a chunk of this time talking about it because I, I gotta I gotta say a couple things that I promised uh, the world I would say <laughs> the beginning of last or the end of last uh, season. All right. Welcome to the show. Last season, I think, is when I made the promise. You'd have to go back and check our uh, our crazy fans out there who keep stats of everything that we do. You know, millions of them. Get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Manny. So get, let, let's. I feel like we can go game by game. Um, I, the first thing that sticks out to me was that Granky start in the Bronx. Oh. Like, I feel. Right. I I sent you a text that you may disagree, but Granky is actually pitching better than I had thought. I didn't think Granky was going to make it out of the third inning in that game, but when he started and he walked uh, DJ Lemayhew on four pitches. I think it's how he started that game. Mm-hmm. And then I think he threw two balls after that to judge. I, I noticed that, like, he wasn't missing by a lot. And a lot of those calls, depending on who the umpire was in the series, because there was this umpire in particular who had, a, to me, a, a horrible game. He had a mm-hmm. wide strike zone. Uh, depending on who the, who the umpire was, he probably could have not, no, hit the Yankees, obviously. But close to it, I think. I, I think he, he his curveball was spot on and... The fastballs were just missing, and the Yankees were taking really, really good pitches. Had if the Yankees had that approach against another starting pitcher, they might have won the series. Because I, I do feel like they were swinging early in the count a lot, and I think that was their 
approach against Garrett Cole and Verlander, the two best strikeout pitchers. I think their approach was like, let me let me jump on the only good pitch I'm probably going to get in this at bat. So for any of you fans that were frustrated out there about, you know, why Didi was swinging at all these pitches, Didi missed a a three run home run by a foot. A foot, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That and so, that. I mean, <clears throat> to me, that represents that the series better than anything else. That that missed home run by a foot because th- this was truly a series of almost for the Yankees. Like you had Verlander on the ropes, almost pulled pulled it off, couldn't do it. You had Verlander on the ropes in Game Two, almost beat him and couldn't. Took a walk off home run. You almost beat. Um, did I say Cole already? Almost beat Cole. Didn't work. Game se- game six, you almost had them. Couldn't do it. It's like, you know, every opportunity that they had, it, it like, it, without exaggerating, I don't have the numbers in front of me or anything. I feel like had the Yankees came through in two or three moments, and there were a lot of moments in just two yep. or three moments, they could have they could have won the series four games to one. This this could have been over in five games. That's how. That's how close this was and you could say the same thing for the astros um and vice versa you know yeah um, i mean like like that that uh, i'm sorry to keep interrupting that verlander game all it took was a, a home run in the first inning to win that nobody scored for the rest of the game it, it was just yeah, that one what, first inning like it was insane i'm amazed with verlander and cole and even Granky because those guys had their one bad inning mm-hmm. and that's it that's it uh, Verlander, even in Game Two, the one that the Yankee, the one that the Astros won off the walk off, uh, he gave up that home run to Judge, and that's it. Yeah, like they had a one nothing lead. He gave up a home run to Judge, goes down two one, and that's it. That's the one mistake he made. The home run to Hicks, I mean, hit the foul pole. Yeah, it could if it missed by an inch. It, we, we who knows, right? Almost exactly. Um, but I'm amazed, man. Like those those uh those moments can break a pitcher in the postseason. Oh my god. Like, I don't picture Severino giving up a, a three-run homer in the first inning and bouncing back. Even though the start he did have against what, – what was it? Where he actually went, like, six innings? It was Cole. It was against- it was the one against Cole, but I think he only went four oh. innings. He could have gone five. I'm surprised that they didn't there send him back out there. But he started off really poorly, and he found it. I think he recorded, like, ten straight outs after that or something like that. Um, what? Yeah. What did you What did you think about the moment where Paxton uh, was in like I think the sixth inning and and Boone comes out to take him out and he's like No, nah, I'm good, I'm good. Leave me in, leave me in. And then Chirinos hits a bomb. Oh my god! The balls, the balls had to be unjuiced. Something, man, series. because there were there were hits, there were shots in that game that I thought were for sure gone, and they were they were landing on the warning track. There were warning track shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I liked I liked that Boone left him in the game, and then when I saw that shot, I was like, "Oh fuck, that was the, that was the wrong move." But then you saw in the in the later on, they showed Aaron Boone say something to Paxton in the dugout, and they kind of laughed it off, like, "Holy shit, we almost fucked up right there." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I liked that move, and, and Paxton had if it, it, the, the, yeah, I don't even know what I'm saying. I, like I want to jump from game to game. Like I want to go. Like I'm jumping from game one to game seven to game six because I have so much to say. Like yeah, yeah. You go almost ahead, like the the for me taking Jay Happ out of the game in game. What was the opener game in game six? I think was a mistake. They should have kept him in. Um, out of Vino, man. What the fuck? Yeah. Jesus Christ. But um, you know what? I want to. Let me just spoiler alert, guys. I think the Yankees are cursed. I'll explain more as the go. episode goes on. But the reason I have to say that they're cursed, man, is because it's the day after I'm listening to sports radio or days after I'm listening. You know, it's Monday. Today is like not really the day after. Sunday was the day after. Mm-hmm. But Monday, I listen to a lot of sports radio and a lot of fans are calling. Some people are calling for Boone. Some people are calling for Cashman. Some people are calling for Araldis Chapman. And like, I honestly don't think anybody can get blamed. I mean, you guys didn't come through in the situational hitting, but runners in scoring position but everything that the yankees are came like did people forget that brian cashman put together like a hundred win team with nothing and that it's it's the players the superstars that didn't get it done like there's nothing i feel like you know you could you could say that you need a starting pitching but the starting pitching wasn't the issue no. in this series so i think people need to relax Some, i think that people to put this into context here's some numbers for you guys and this this came out of uh um mlb network i forget where i saw this but anyway here's some numbers just to put this into context because these yankee there's some yankee i'm a yankees fan but there's some yankees fans out there 
that need a fucking reality check. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It, it, like, it almost feels like they became a Yankees fan yesterday or something. Yep. But um, here's some numbers to put it into context. The Yankees scored 17 runs this series. The Astros scored 16. The Yankees hit 199. The Astros hit 178. With runners in scoring position, the, the Yankees hit 172. The Astros hit 103. The Yankees had eight home runs. The Astros had six. The Yankees had a 2.66 starter ERA. The Astros had a 2.90 starter ERA. The Yankees had a 2.42 bullpen ERA. The Astros had a 4.20 bullpen ERA. To me, like I keep saying, this series was a series of moments. And my phone just thought I said Siri because Siri's a bitch. Um, anyway. <laughs> But yeah, it's a series of moments, and and I keep pointing to those two walk off home runs, the the Altuve the Altuve home run and the Correa home run. Those two walk off home runs is a prime example of that. Um, they came at you know the Altuve one came with two outs in, in the ninth, facing Aradis Chapman. That's a, that's the exact matchup that you would want in that moment. But it just so happened that Altuve got the right pitch and it, and it went over the wall. He beat us. You just have to give him credit sometimes. Like, we played better than yeah. you, but at the end of the day, you won. And that's it. Like, I got to tip my cap yeah. at them. That's why, like, I was I was really upset after the game was over and the next day I was depressed and all this shit. But then when that depression settles away and you start to look at reality, you know, this could just as well have been us and the Astros could be saying the same thing we're saying today because they, in, in, in all actuality, we both played a poor series. Um, you know, it just it just so happens that they came out on top in one or two or three situations. Had the Yankees had yep. that one or two or three situations, had that D.D. Uh, Gregorius ball gone gone one foot further, maybe it would have been us celebrating. You know what I mean? Yeah, and just to put some numbers for the Astros, Jordan Alvarez, 22 at-bats, one hit. Insane. 12 strikeouts. Uh, Alex Bregman, 18 at-bats. Three hits, four runs, which is okay, I guess. Four runs in, in a series where nobody really hit. Yeah. Uh, seven walks. So seven walks, I'll take it. Yeah. His on-base percentage was 423. I'll take it, but he didn't hit. The guy no. The guy is probably the best all-around player that they have. Probably the MVP this year. Yeah, and didn't hit. Uh, George Springer, World Series MVP, and he he comes through in the playoffs. 25 at-bats, four hits. Yeah. Um, So besides Altuve, which, by the way, man... Altuve. Jesus. 23 at bats, eight hits, two home runs, 348 batting average, 1.097 OPS. He's man. a fucking he's a monster, man. That's some sizzling hot. He turns he right turns there. it up in the postseason. He's one of these players. Turns it up in the postseason. He becomes Barry yeah, Bonds think, in the postseason. I, I don't know. I don't know what stat that was, but him and Springer are like one, two, and three. One, two, or two and three in home runs in the postseason already. Yeah. Um and they're gonna keep piling it on because I I don't see anybody taking the division next year either. Mm. So the Astros did it right. I think that we're living in an Astros dynasty. If they win this World Series, I gotta call it a dynasty. I don't know if you're as far you're gonna go as far to say that. I, I think they're definitely the they're like the best comparison that I can think of with the Astros is they're like the Golden State Warriors of the MLB. Yeah, current. Like they made if, if there is such thing because the Warriors had the best team in basketball by far over the last five years, but I think they only got what is it two or three championships? I don't remember. Um, they lost to the to the Cavaliers when LeBron had that insane finals, and then they lost last year to Toronto. So they have three in five years. Yeah, um, and I don't know what's gonna happen with Verlander or uh, or Garrett Cole next season. Garrett Cole's gone, I think. I don't think the Astros are gonna be able to keep him, no, but they have prospects. Yeah, they, they do. have prospects down there that are, that are highly touted pitching prospects. That that uh, guy that they, came in in relief, what's his name, Urquidy or something like that. Um, I can't pronounce that name. He was, I mean, he, he was released by a team, and nobody picked him up. They decided to waste a waiver pick to pick him up last year because they see something in this kid, and he shut us out. He shut us down, and he's been a beast in the minors. They're thinking he's going to be the next one of the next big starters in that rotation. They're they're calling for him to be in the rotation next year. There you go. I remember Forrest Whitley. I know he had kind of like a down season in, in the minor leagues, but I wouldn't be shocked if he turns it around by spring training. <laughs> well, look, look what happened with Charlie Morton. They let him walk away, and they were fine. They played better this year than last year, actually. And not because Charlie Morton right. was bad or whatever. It's just that they had, their scouting is phenomenal. There's, you know, you got to give it to the Astros. 
They fucking yep. they they tanked those three years and they they made the best out of it because this team is going to be good for the next. They, they could be good for the next decade easily. Yeah, definitely, definitely relevant at least with those yeah. superstars. God damn it. Um, so man, listen, I think the Yankees are cursed. I could point to a couple reasons <sighs> of superstitiousness. Right. Superstitiousness. Hit me. Do you want me to get into that now, or do you have anything else you want to get off your chest? Well, no, I just want to – another thing I wanted to point out, not necessarily about the postseason because, it, it, you know, it was a heartbreaking postseason. I can't blame Boone. I can't blame Cashman. The only people that can shoulder the blame for this loss has to be the players. There have been there were, there were a couple of players here and there that just didn't pull through when it mattered. And Carnacion was a beast for us during the regular season when he was healthy. He disappeared in the postseason. Didi Gregorius had a bad season this year. And it seemed like he had an even worse postseason. Um, Gio Urshela, 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 I can never say his name, had a good Urshela. regular season. Was okay in the postseason, but he's an absolute gamer. Um, Adovino had a really good regular season. Fucked up in the postseason. The players, at the end of the day, the players have to come through. And they didn't come through. And what are you going to do? Like like with, with Gary Sanchez, I could sit here and bash him for those past balls or whatever there's another almost like had he just fucking stayed in front of the ball a run couldn't have scored or something um mm-hmm. but let's be honest he had a better defensive season this year he's improving so hopefully he's better next year um as a yankees fan i can't complain like i keep saying that's like my new phrase as a yankees fan is that i i just for me it feels wrong for me to complain because ct as i pointed out to you um in in today's chat how many fans could say that their team has done this in the last 25 years? 21 postseason appearances, 14 division titles, 7 pennants, 5 rings. And the best part of it all is that next year, we're going to have another shot. And if this team continues to develop the way it's been developing, we too can be competitive for the next 5 to 10 years. Um, we just have to find a way to get over the hump. I feel like the Yankees or the Knicks... And the Astros are the Bulls of the 90s. We need to find a way to beat the Bulls. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I feel like it's going to happen. I have, a, I have a good feeling about this team. So, um, I would say that... <laughs> hey. so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. <You> know <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on what you're saying. You know, you might have a chance next season. Keyword is might. I think that the Yankees are... A great team, obviously. 100 games, almost beat the Astros, who I thought was the better team. So I, I'm I'm not surprised that they didn't beat the Astros. And it was an exciting series to watch. I hope we get more exciting baseball throughout the years. Um, but I think I would, you know, be be sit, sit tight is what I'm saying. I think the Yankees are, are dealing with something beyond the grave. I don't know when it started. <laughs> Their last World Series was in 2009. And uh, I'm thinking about making a very detailed YouTube video where I'm going to highlight a lot of the things that I'm t- talking about right now. But just so anybody knows, if the YouTube video never comes out, this is pretty much the chunk of it. Um, <laughs> they they haven't won since 2009. We all remember they they spent a boatload of money on Mark Teixeira, CC, A-Rod was there, um, Jeter was there, was he? Yeah, Posada was there, Mariano was still there. Oh, man, a bunch of old guys and cranes and wheelchairs and they won it <laughs> fair and square i don't know when the curse started but i want to point out for everybody you know oh but like we make the postseason and we're good all the teams that have been accused of being cursed have had world series caliber teams in the world series and lost mm-hmm. yes or no yes yes you, yes sir would you agree, would you agree mm-hmm. that they've had all right so the first time that i got you know the idea that they might be cursed was and I can't find the date, but it was sometime in August when A Rod retired in 2016. Uh, and I, 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 you, I think you already know. I've mentioned this before. We we hear that A Rod's retiring, super random. Season's not over yet. He was barely playing at all, DHing, and they com- I guess they convinced. I know A Rod didn't do this by his own will because he would. He would stick his penis in a baseball if there was a hole to stick it in, <laughs> but there's not. Uh, so, so this guy loves baseball. He was, who knows what they forced him to do to retire, but he retires before the season ends. Uh, and 
he he's standing there. Me, I go to the game with my dad and, and my and my brother and my mom, and he's standing there, and the and it's it's weird. It's like it's about to it's about to rain, and they say the word Alex Rodriguez. Boom! Right there, you hear a thunder, mm-hmm. and I'm not just any thunder. I mean, like Zeus reached out of heaven and just like cracked <laughs> a stick or something, and it was this eerie like thunder sound, and you just see A Rod's eyes kind of like. Wow, like the timing of that thunder and you saying my name could not have been at a worse timing. And then then it starts raining. So everybody, I think the majority of Yankee fans hate A-Rod. Uh, I think this kind of ties into what the curse is, that it's more like a fan thing. Because I feel like there's a lot of uh, spoiled fans who don't appreciate what A-Rod was on the Yankees. I mean, regardless if he took steroids, obviously he did. He admitted to it. But the guy put up two MVP seasons. And people mm-hmm. would still shit on his name. And uh, that's when I first started realizing, like, wow, like, there might be some, like, higher power working against the Yankees right now. And what happened after that? Do you remember what happened uh, after uh, A-Rod retired, Manny? We, did we make the postseason that year? I don't think we made it that year. No, but that was the year that Gary Sanchez was on a tear. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Was it 2016 that he broke out in a... Yeah, 2016. Yeah, 2016. 2016, Gary Sanchez gets called up uh, with a good chunk of the season already over and just goes on a tear. It's like nothing we've ever seen before, and he's doing all this crazy shit, and everyone's like, oh, look how smart Brian Cashman is that he never gave up Gary Sanchez for this guy and this guy. And I think that's important because A-Rod's, A-Rod's gone, and they're hyping up Gary Sanchez, and he's still a part of the conversation today. But do you know what else happened that season, Manny? What happens, E.T.? Aaron Judge gets called up and goes back to back with Tyler Wade for his first home run of his career. Yeah, and, and he was trashed they, the rest of the way. What? Then he was trashed the rest of the way. I think. Yeah, yeah, but the narrative was this: the baby bombers have arrived. Dun dun dun. Am I? Am I? Do you see one of the picture that I'm painting here? I do, man. I do. So fast forward, 2017, Yankees. Game seven, ALCS, nobody expected it. I didn't expect it. I was like, what the fuck? I was way off about this. They're about to go to the World Series. They're about to beat the favorite team of the year, the team that had the most wins. I think 101, 102, the Astros. Uh, game seven. But they come up short. But obviously, everybody was saying, you know, we're way, we're way ahead of schedule. We're here. Aaron Judge could have won the MVP, wins the rookie of the year, breaks the rookie home run record. He should be the new captain of the of the Yankees. I could picture a bunch of Yankee fans just stroking it right now to yeah, Aaron man. Judge's numbers. Yeah, you know, a bunch of that Definitely. stuff. But <laughs> that doesn't change the fact that you guys came up short. Now, to 2018 to put it to put all of that into just one little Easter bucket and, you know, with a bunch of one bunch of the eggs that I'm throwing at you guys right now. 2018 comes around and obviously, you might disagree, but everybody had the Yankees as the favorite in the AL East, I think. The majority of the people did. Here we go. And and it brings me to a one... I'm just going to... I'll probably go more into detail if I ever do make a video about this. But it brings me to one specific detail of the 2018 postseason. When you guys beat the Twins in the, in the wildcard game, and the fans started chanting that we want Boston... Mm-hmm. We want Boston. Or I don't I don't know how the chant goes. It we want Boston. Okay, there it is. And it just goes to show what ends up happening is that Boston embarrasses the Yankees at home to that I wish I could find the clip. I'm going to put this in the YouTube video if I ever find it of Michael K, a guy that I consider uh super smart when it comes to baseball and not biased towards the Yankees at all. But he said the series was over after the Yankees beat uh the Red Sox at Fenway and judge was playing the Sinatra song in the subway somewhere, wherever the fuck that guy, (sighs) wherever, wherever, wherever Aaron Hulk judge was at that moment in the bowels of Fenway park, playing the Sinatra song, right? Something that I think, something that I find so out of character for judge, but then again, for all I know, judge, for all I know, judge really is the second coming of Jeter. Cause Jeter was like this quiet guy that didn't do a lot of crazy shit, but the guy, was banging supermodels left and right. Like, he couldn't have just been this saint, right? He dated some of the hottest girls that ever walked the planet. Facts. So, who knows what who knows what Jeter was really like? I know I'm talking a lot, so I'll, I'm going to bring this to an end shortly. Um, 
And then <laughs> the Red Sox, some, the worst thing that could have happened to the Yankees is that the Red Sox ended up winning the World Series last year in a year where they were in Game 7 the year before of the ALCS. So I find all of this to be curse-related. Hmm. And then we get to this year. This year was fucking nuts when it comes to at, at, when it comes to the Yankees. Most injuries ever that I will ever probably ever see, and yet you guys still ran away with the division. Beast, and beast mode. We and we get to the playoffs, and everyone is healthy besides Batances. Well, Batances came back for like a day in in August yeah. or in, or September, but everybody is healthy, and everybody was like, "Oh, what are they gonna do now? Like bench Urshela, bench Voit? Are we gonna, you know, start?" Oh, Hicks wasn't there either. Um, but for the most part, everyone was healthy. Like you felt pretty confident with the team that you were putting up against the Astros. See or no, fan, uh, Manny? See or no? See, si, see. Si. All right. So when what ends up happening is you guys handle the Twins. I'll give you that. But then you start to see, actually, wait, in that twin series, I thought this was a very small hint of, of cursiness. Uh, DJ LeMahieu starts the game with an error. Not just an error. He dropped a pot fly, a can of corn. Yep. What was what, the, what was that about? That's when I was like, holy shit, man, this curse thing might be real because this guy, and who's he, probably the most solid defender next to Urshela that you have. Yeah. Uh, and solid. I think Gleyber Torres does a lot more than a lot of people can do. Like, I think he's superstar level uh defensively but LeMahieu's solid right and this isn't his natural position he, he just started playing first base at the end of the year and he took it up and he became he's I consider him the best first baseman on our team like if he's willing to stay there I would yeah. leave him there yeah but then uh the twin series is the twin series whatever then comes the Astro series you have a game I think it's game four you guys tie for the most errors uh, something that I feel like I never see the Yankees do is make errors in the postseason. That, you guys tie for the most errors since like the 60s. Yeah, for me, that game, that, I think you're talking about game five. Was it game five? No, game four. They looked like they had quit. And they were just like, fuck, we're not winning this game. It, to me, that felt like a curse type thing too because it reminded yeah, me of the lovable not, losers when the Red Sox, like when nothing could go right for the Red Sox, everything always went wrong. That, that, it, that, game the end of that game felt like that for sure i'll give you that for sure yeah and that yeah you're right it did and that's what i'm saying like something that i feel like you can never associate with the yankees is shit like that Mm -hmm. that shitty baseball you can never associate that with the yankees never in my life that i watch a game where i was like wow this is getting embarrassing at this point yeah and that's the one game it ended uh eight three that was game four tanaka started that game yeah i think okay so not only does that happen? But and you could you could ask my brother about this. He'll 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 prove that this is fact. I'm sitting there and I'm watching the Yankees beat the Astros in game five, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, like if this was a game that they were gonna win, this is crazy. They're beating Verlander and they got him at home. They got they got Verlander away. So this is this is something that it's a big win for the Yankees, right? But what 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 happens in that game? They 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 literally chant. The fans chant, "Fuck Altuve." <laughs> yeah, you're right. I remember that. That's the mic drop right there, man. The and one guy that sealed your defeat is the guy who I I I've never even heard. Of. I feel like Altuve is like this like little like you know lovable character. They're always like I think like he's like their judge kind of. Actually, Springer is kind of like their judge in, in my eyes. But Altuve is like the face of that franchise. Mm-hmm. And they're chanting, fuck Altuve, man. Uh, for no reason, too. It's not like he's like some... For no reason. It's not it's like, like he's some villain or... Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he's Bryce Harper. It's not like he's John Rocket. Was that guy? What was that guy's name? Rocker. John Rocker, Rocker. From, from the from Braves? Yeah. Man, that guy was an asshole. But was anyways, at that moment, at that moment, I turned to my brother with a serious face and I go... The Astros are winning this series. Period. Yeah, that's it, and that's exactly what happened. And you got to admit, they 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 should the Yankees should have won Game Six because the bullpen was something that we kept saying that would hurt the Astros. Yeah, they, man. They held it down. They held it yeah, down. Yeah. If man. if if Chapman can get out of that inning, make that final out to Altuve, I think the Yankees do go on to win the game. I, but I'll, like I said, you like it's you a like ga- your chances there. It's a game of moments, man. That that was the matchup that you wanted. You wanted to see Chapman there at that moment. That was perfect. They had been using their bullpen all game. Um, what's this guy's name? Got hurt. 
his knee got hurt. Was it Peacock? It wasn't Peacock. What the hell is this guy? Presley got hurt. Mm-hmm. So they had to go to their bullpen sooner than they wanted to at one point. You like the Yankees' chances. And then in a game seven, anything could happen. At that point, the Astros had expelled their bullpen. That's why I didn't like the Hap move with, with uh, Boone because Hap had only gone two innings. He looked good in those two innings. I would have tried to extend him just in case you have a game seven then you have a well-rested bullpen. Then your starter in game seven doesn't have to go as far. But why am I talking about game seven? Because it didn't happen because we lost. But the point is, the I, I liked the Yankees' chances there. And, and that Altuve yeah. home run was like somebody taking your heart out. That's what it felt like for sure. You I, get out, I, and you I get don't think of- I've – I'm going to give you another point, CT. I don't think as a Yankees fan, aside from 4 um, and 4 wasn't necessarily just one moment. It was a series of moments and then a game that we just had no chance in. That game seven, we didn't even have a chance. Um, mm-hmm. In this game, it was like one big, you know, fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you get out of game six, you kind of not. I mean, you still have to face Garrett Cole fully rested at uh, at Houston. But, I mean... Every all good things must come to an end, and the guy was like on a streak of thirty games where he dominated for eight innings every start. Like that's obviously exaggerating, but what I'm saying is, is that you don't know what that start with Garrett Cole was going to be like because eventually, you know, he gives up the five run game eventually. Yeah, and it was your second time seeing him in the series. Uh, and again, they had nobody coming out of the bullpen. They used all their good arms. Even though the Yankees did use a lot of their bullpen in the in the three games leading up to what would have been game seven, I feel like a Yankees bullpen could have grinded that game out and helped Severino out in that game. So you do like your chances for the game seven. But the point is, Manny, do you see that there may or may not be a curse? There might be. Upon the Yankees. There might be. And 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 if in you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 76 years. We look, you know, we look back when we haven't won a championship. We'll definitely come back to this and say, um, "Fuck, man, that's when it all started." Like, that was it. And um, two thousand nine, yeah, two thousand ten. I gotta, I gotta look up what significance two thousand ten had on the Yankee season. I gotta see what it, what, what it was. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't even know. Go ahead, man. And, and Go ahead. Just, just to point out the fuck Jose Altuve chant. Some Yankees fans this offseason really put a bad taste in people's mouths about Yankees fans. And I just want to speak yep. for us Yankees fans out there that go to games. We don't taunt people. We don't, you know, I do curse here and there and shit. You know, just get over it. You're you're at a stadium. It happens. Um, but I treat fans of other teams respectfully and vice versa. And I go to different stadiums because I live in a place where I'm close to Camden Yards. I'm, co- I'm close to, um, to Nats Park. I'm close to other stadiums. And I always mm-hmm. get treated well in those places um, that I I hate for people to come into Yankee Stadium and feel like they can't root for their team or not feel safe. There's some people out there who are complete douchebags that should not be allowed back in the stadium. Like there's a video floating out there of a guy throwing a beer can at a Nationals fan in the bathroom. If I had been in the bathroom, I would have had some words with that guy. I'm more disappointed in the people around him that didn't stop him or say something to him or stand up for the Astros fan than I am in that douchebag because he has no future. Fuck him. Um, yeah, seriously, man. Like, how can you throw garbage at someone? That's like the, one of the most degrading things. Like, you might as well just spit on him. Yeah, you're right. That guy's and an asshole. What about the you know the fans that were throwing shit at Reddick? I think in the people were throwing. I didn't, I didn't yeah, see it. and people making fun of Granky's disability, throwing shit at Reddick, and. You know, so, stop that shit, man. Like, it's yeah, you, you come into Yankee Stadium and you expect a hostile environment environment because the fans are ecstatic and they're happy. And I remember we went to game, we went to that wild card game in 2017. And when when Didi Gregorius hit that game tying home run in the first inning, the place erupted. But that's enough to mm-hmm. disrupt the team. You don't have to start throwing shit and calling people names and, you know, fucking around with their fans and stuff like that. That's unnecessary. That's just like beating a dead horse. Like, you know, like keep that shit somewhere yeah. else. This isn't the fucking, now, I, you know, this isn't a bar. It's a it's a stadium. It's a game, you know? Now, I know you've had your experiences in Yankee Stadium of things similar to that nature, but I, I think have, that yes. now that it's... <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why That's why I'm not going to say that, you know, this is all on the fans. The fans are are feeding into the cursedness in, out there in the world, whoever's controlling it. Is it saying is a god? I don't know. But uh, I'm not going to say that the fans are feeding are the ones fueling this, but, you know, now that a lot of these things are kind of starting to group themselves together... I think fans got to take some ownership 
A-Rod was a big reason why you guys won the 2009 World Series. The I feel reason. Like the majority of the, yeah, I feel like the majority of the fan base and the organization turned their back on one of the most lovable humans ever to walk the face of the planet. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> I think... <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, there. <laughs> Easy. No, but honestly, when, if, you're, if you're listening to this, go out there and see the A-Rod retires. See... <laughs> honestly though if you're listening to this go take a moment go on youtube and type in find out the day a-rod retired see what the morning see what the opening ceremony was like and you'll see what i'm talking about Mm. it's something like straight out of a you know i don't even know what it what it is but it's 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 on the it's on the line of superstitiousness and just to add to that the the maybe you're maybe you're right i'm not gonna declare you correct yet but when they fired girardi no, no, no. A-Rod was supposed to go to the Red Sox in 04. And Ooh. the Major League Baseball Players Association wouldn't allow him to restructure his deal so that the Red Sox could feel better about trading him. He really wanted to go to the Red Sox. They came to an agreement. He was going to restructure his deal, take less money. And the MLBPA said no. <clears throat> and that's how the Yankees came in and swooped A-Rod. What else happened that year? The Red Sox came back from 03 to defeat the Yankees and win their first World Series in 86 years. So maybe A-Rod is the maybe this is the curse of the this is the curse of A-Rod. Maybe, but you know what? Had the Yankees not won in 09, then I would have been like, yeah, you guys are definitely cursed cuz they would have started with a 3-0 comeback from yeah. the Red Sox. But but you guys won it in 2009. But but the difference uh, the difference between 09 and some other curses is that in 09 George Steinbrenner was still alive, and he was going to move heaven and earth to get that that offseason. He literally signed every single big. That's like that's like how Steinbrenner yeah. this past offseason signing Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. That's what that's pretty much what the Yankees did in '09. Yeah, it was Teixeira and CC and Burnett. AJ Burnett, who was yeah. good, instrumental in that World Series, but then he was absolute trash after that. I think he was like the worst, statistically the worst Yankee pitcher of all time. Like, not even exaggerating. Yeah, and another thing too that I wanted to mention, but it's not to me, it's not the huge deal. But you're right, Gary Sanchez stepped it up this year. Not only did he hit good, but his defense was not a question. No, he he cut down his pass balls by like half. He was good defensively. I think I was I was giving him credit as a good defender. I I, he made me eat my words because last year I had said if he keeps going down this path, he can't be the catcher of the Yankees because you need a good defensive catcher, especially now with all these pitchers throwing sliders and all this crazy shit. But just for his defense to come into question and his hitting to come into question again in the most pivotal part of the season just goes to show, I think, that we're dealing with something here that's beyond the physical. <laughs> I think Gary Sanchez is um, mentally like immature affected. or something. Yeah, he's, he's affected, yep. He's the kind of player that if something goes wrong, everything is going to go wrong. Like it's like a snowball effect. Like like everything is just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse. He's like one of those guys. And and once um I think it was Brit was it Britain that with the pass ball cuz he By the way, Britain was throwing some nasty shit, man. Like nasty. Yeah. Um there was one strikeout that I was like, "Oh my god, like nobody could hit that shit." Anyway, I don't think maybe it wasn't Britain. I can't remember who the pitcher was, but it was one one ball that wasn't it wasn't Gary's fault. It was it bounced in front of the plate and it just it took a hop and it hit the umpire's chest, and you could hear the fans starting to say shit. And that kind of stuff affects Gary. He's the kind of player that that gets to him. Like if his own fan base yeah. turns on him, he starts to beat himself up. He's he's like a What's a word some of our close friends say? It might be offensive, but I'm going to use it anyway. He's like a mental midget. Mental. I would have said it, man. You didn't, have, you didn't have to put yourself out there. I would have. I would have gladly. I don't see what the offensive is, but anyways, uh, you're right. And I don't know why I have. I have to think that some something of this has to fall on also them getting rid of Girardi after Game Seven in the ALCS. I feel like Girardi because what we can only speculate is that he got fired because he wasn't a player's yeah that's manager yeah, for sure. He, he he calls out Gary Sanchez for his defensive lack of his his lack of defense in that season and they he, Gary Sanchez wasn't wasn't cool with it which i get it but he's not wrong yeah to call you out no he's not you know you're the catcher you're the fucking catcher man word and by the way i Anyways. like Boone i i think Boone matured as a manager this year um i really like the moves that he made um 
One thing that I have to question is why continue to go to Adovino in the postseason when he clearly didn't have it. Although in game six, he came in and he shut down. I think he struck out the side. Um, yeah. But prior to that, he was like the first pitcher in, in baseball history to not allow it, to not be able to record an out in like four appearances or something. I have to question that, and I have to question all the lineup changes. I feel like every game was a different lineup. Um, and I know A-Rod criticized him a lot for that. Um, but other than that, I thought he managed a fucking a perfect season. I can't complain about this guy. How many how many managers can take a team to a game six of the ALCS, win 100-plus games, having had a record number of injuries, and never use it as an excuse at any point in the season? Um, yep. You know, I to, for me, he's the manager of the year. It's between him and Rocco Baldelli in the AL. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with. I'm good with him getting manager of the year. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, fans will fans will complain about Cashman and Boone and this and that, but they 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 still won 100 games in the season. They still went through 20 something injuries where they lost Judge for like two months. They yeah. lost Gary Sanchez twice. They, they didn't have Stanton all year. They did they did all of this without Stanton. They did all of this without Severino. So no. it's like... At the end of I the day, like the players guy, have to come through. It's on the players. They didn't come through when it mattered, I, matters most. To see fucking Didi Gregorius swing at the first pitch in key situations, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like... To see people call, to see people come. I mean, you have you have every right to get pissed at Didi, but the way that my dad was talking about Didi, like I'm like Jesus Christ, this guy was like a blessing when you figured yeah. out he can step into Jeter's shoes and perform. Well, yeah, and he's always he's always been all right in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Like he's it's not like he was like a Gary Sanchez type of performance in the in the postseason. So I'm telling you, all this just made me makes me feel like it's building up on the curse. Uh, the fact that everyone was coming at Cashman and or not you know something about not getting starting pitching or again you have the right to talk about Boone and Ottavino but at the same time I mean Ottavino is supposed to be that guy that you're supposed to go to in that situation he's a wipeout pitcher you're supposed to bring him in and he's supposed to not not even let the ball get in play Mm -hmm. he's supposed to strike the guy out so yeah it wasn't the it was a questionable move I don't know if this is a computated analytical query that they used for these decisions We'll never know, I think, but you know, makes me makes me think it's it's just feeding into the curse. Maybe, maybe. Only time will tell, though. And I could be completely wrong. The Yankees could win next year, and I'll admit that I was wrong. But if I'm right, man, guess shit, this thing is documented. You know? Yeah. No, the Yankees moving forward, the Yankees have to acquire a frontline starting pitcher between Cole. You cannot. Let Chris Sale go past you again. You can't let Garrett Cole go past you again. Justin Verlander, you're getting a fourth chance here to acquire a top flight starter, an ace in Garrett Cole. Um, you have to get him at all costs, either him or Steven Strasburg. But I, I would like Garrett Cole. He has American League experience. He knows what the tricks up the Astro sleeves. So that's a plus for us. Um Give him his money. Give him his 35 mil per season. So give him opt-outs. Bring him to the Bronx. We need a starter. I agree that they need Garrett Cole or Stratsburg. It has to be one of those guys. One or the other. But do you think realistically they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get him? I don't I don't see how they get Cole. I think Cole's gonna break the record and the Yankees aren't gonna not gonna want to pay him that. I feel unless like the Yankees I feel like do, this the, Yeah, I feel like this last series was so heartbreaking. It almost reminds me of 03 with the Red Sox. Uh that that uh Tim Wakefield, you know, the Aaron Boone walk-off home run and then in 04 they came back and won it all. It almost feels like that to me. Like like I, I don't I mean, I'm not quite sure what moves were made. They were supposed to get A-Rod the next year they didn't. I forget who they got in return. But anyway, um they have to make Cashman will I mean, not that he gives a shit because he gets ripped every single year. But I feel like it would it would be a failure on his part not to improve the starting rotation. To go out and give uh, Jay Happ an extension last year instead of going after, uh, you know, a better player. And, you know, he, I just feel like they're just, they, you know, they just keep making the wrong move. It, they're almost operating like the Mets in a way. Although their, their moves are, are working out. Like you're going for the B-level player instead of the A-level player. Right now you have Garrett Cole, who's pr- arguably the best pitcher in baseball, the way he pitched this year. He's gonna in terms be, of youth, 
in terms of youth and what he did this year, I would say he is the best. He's yet. 29 years option. old. You give him a five-year deal, he's only going to be 34 at the end of that deal. To put that into context, Justin Verlander's 36, and he's still pitching at this level. Uh, Max yep. Scherzer, I think, is 35 or 36, still pitching at this level. You have to get Garrett Cole. Have to get him. There's like, If you want to win a World Series, that's what it's going to take. I agree, man. And and, and uh, I'm sorry to keep interrupting. And you have no. CC coming off the books. Didi Gregorius is going to be a free agent. I hope that they sign him again. Um, but if they don't, that's more money off the books. Dylan Batances, I I'm I'm starting to come to your side. I don't think he's going to come back. Um, that's more money off the books. You know, you're going to have money. And if you go over the fucking salary cap. That's okay because the idea was to get under so that you don't keep paying these ta- these insane taxes. You got under it. You're not paying the taxes anymore, so your your penalty is not going to be as bad had it been if you kept going over all these years. So no excuses this offseason, Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner. You have to get Garrett Cole. I think it's a failure for the Yankees if they don't get him. He's the last piece. Um, they're the only team out of all these teams that don't have a surefire ace. The Red Sox have Sale. The Astros have Verlander. The Dodgers have Kershaw. The Nats have Scherzer and Strasburg. Every team that's in the postseason has an ace except for the Yankees. They need to get one if they want to compete. Yeah, even even the Rays with Morton and uh, Glass now. Morton and Glass now. I mean, Glass now. You know, you you don't know, but he does have the at least he has the potential to be on that lace ace and, status. And, and the 2018 Cy Young, Snell, Blake Snell. Oh, Jesus Christ, man! Spoil of riches over there. Right. Uh, real quick, <laughs> I just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to go through some of the metrics for the 2010 New York Yankee season in case, in case uh, this curse is a real thing. And real quick, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I understand that the Yankees have been a great baseball team since the last World Series, but other teams like the Red Sox in those 86 years, they were literally in the World Series. Mm-hmm. They had years where they were favorites to win the World Series, and they came up short. So people still call it a curse. A curse. There's no way to prove that there is a curse out there because obviously the Red Sox broke it, the Cubs broke it, the Indians will one day break it. For all we know, this is just bad luck. But still, it's 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 interesting. Um, that year, the Yankees were 95 and 68, second place in the division to the Rays. They lost Game Six in the ALCS to the Rangers, who ended up losing to the to the Giants. Who I think that was the Giants' first World Series in that in those three World Series that they end up winning mm-hmm. um, in that in that season. So in April, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to spend too much time on this because man, we're we're so good. Almost we're close to keeping these episodes under an hour, but we're, it doesn't look like we're gonna get there again. <laughs> uh, in April, the Yankees beat Oakland and they match the 1926 Yankees all-time franchise record of winning the first five series of the season. The only other team to do that was four series in a row, the 1922 Yankees. Both the 1926 and 1922 Yankees went to the World Series but lost. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, that goes on for for another while. Mark Teixeira hits three home runs against the Red Sox, becoming the second Yankee in history since Lou, since Lou Gehrig to do that against the Red Sox. Uh, Andy Pettit wins his 200th game as a Yankee, becoming the third player to achieve that feat, to achieve the feat. Uh, Brett Garner became the Brett Garner significant here. Brett Garner became the first player in MLB history to hit a grand slam and inside the park home run during back to back games Crazy. on July 3rd and 4th. I don't know why I even read that one. Uh, August 1st, Alex Rodriguez, my my guy, hits his 600th home run against the Blue Jays, becoming the youngest player to do that. And four days later, Derek Jeter passes Babe Ruth on the all time list, knocking in a second inning single uh first 2874th hit we know he goes on to hit um 3000 and september 18 cc notched his 20th win for the first time in his career becoming the first pitcher in 2010 with 20 wins a-rod notches career home run 609 and 610 I, th- this might have been the season where a-rod needed two two home runs for 30 and like seven rbis for for 100 rbis mm. i think was it I'm not sure. Uh, September 28, Yankees clinched the playoff berth for the 15th time in the last 16 seasons. However, they lost the division crown to the Rays. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yankees failed to clinch the AL East after holding the lead on Labor Day for the first time since 1944. Mm. So that's kind of like a negative right there. 
Oh boy. Hey. Oh, look at this. They faced the twins and swept them in three games that season two. Dun dun dun. All right. Hey, Enough. man. I think that's all that's all I have to say for for the curse. I, I really do want to make a YouTube video, but it's gonna require not a, a lot of narrating and I don't like hearing my voice. So <laughs> I'll narrate it for you, man. All right. You gotta uh, say what I say though, man. You gotta you gotta say what I write on paper. I'm gonna say it but with a sarcastic to tone. <laughs> all right, that's not gonna work then. All right. <laughs> all right, man. Well, what are you gonna do? I think that if you're a Yankees fan, um, you should keep your head up. You, you know, we had a good year. Uh, we didn't win it. Yeah. And you can't win them all, guys. You can't win them all. Next year's another year. Get Garrett Cole. You know, solidify that rotation. Giancarlo hopefully comes back healthy and can play a full season. Um, and one thing we know for sure, with about 99% certainty, is that we'll be in the postseason again next year. It's going to take... You know, the same type of injuries this year, because there's no way that a team can do that two times in a year and come out on top. It's going to take that kind of, you know, bad luck to not make it to the postseason next year. This team has enough players that they're going to be able to compete again. We just have to find a way, like I said earlier in the episode, to beat the Bulls, because this is what this is. This is the, the Knicks and the Bulls in the 90s. They were the only thing stopping us from a finals championship. <laughs> the only thing. And then fucking Michael Jordan retires. For a year, and Hakeem Olajuwon comes out of the woodwork. What the fuck? So, yeah, whatever. Fuck this. Um, I'm gonna go drink. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of basketball, basketball starts tomorrow. They, yeah. I think the I think the national game is the Pelicans versus the Raptors, which is, you know, I don't know who decided that because Zion Williamson is injured for six to eight weeks. And knee Kawhi surgery doesn't for play for them anymore. Yeah, knee surgery for Zion. I'm telling you guys, man. I, he's gonna he's a good player when he when he's healthy. And he's on the court. You're going to see something that you haven't seen in a very long time. But there's two things to keep an eye, eye out on. One, that he does not leave the paint. He doesn't have a jump shot. He stays in the paint. Um, and two, the guy gets injured a lot. He's a very physical player. So hopefully he can learn how to develop his game a little bit more so he can stay healthier. But we're already seeing that this kid spends more time injured than he does on the court. Um I just hope I think that R.J. Barrett is a beast. Yeah, you know, I'm actually going to pay attention to R.J. Barrett. I'm curious to see how he turns out. For Zion Williamson, man, he's a walking billion-dollar player or billion-dollar asset in For terms sure. of, like, revenue. So they should just let this guy take, like, whatever drugs he needs to take to stay on the court. <laughs> they should they should just let turn a blind eye and just let him take it. I'm okay with it. Like I, uh, here's I some steroids. I, 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 you know, here's this bottle of something I found downstairs. Inject it in your ass while I turn around. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I also wanted to quickly mention before we sign off today, uh, the Bills are 5-1. and one. All right, whatever. Buffalo. Who's that one loss? Pats? To the Pats, yeah. And that was a good game. We, we could have won that game. Our, our quarterback was on concussion protocol and couldn't finish the game. And, yeah, 16-10, I think, was the final score of that game. Okay. Cool. Uh, any, anything, anything, Manny? Any last words before we uh, end this? Nothing. Just if the Yankees don't get Garrett Cole this offseason, I, I might, I might hurt somebody. You heard it here. Yeah. And okay, we're going to drop one more seasoned episode. Obviously, once the World Series is over. Mm -hmm. Um. I can't believe it's almost coming to an end, man. Yeah, man. And just real quick, um, after that episode, we might take a little break because we're going to be trying to produce a video component to this. We've tried a couple of times in the past. It didn't work out so well, but I've been hard at work trying to figure out a way to do it. And I think I, think I got it, but I want to just hash out a few more details. And then we're going to add a video component to this as well as the replay and yeah so just keep an eye out on that yeah nice word all right ct uh follow us on instagram <laughs> w w t t w t the show w t the show Ooh, sorry it's all good uh, it's on twitter and instagram at w t the show and go to wttspod.com 
a lot of good a lot of good content on there and um, guys i'm just yeah. gonna I'm, go ahead man i was gonna say and don't forget to check out the hotheads podcast and the replay podcast you can find them anywhere podcasts are found if you're looking for the replay podcast on itunes just search for welcome to the show and they'll pop up together yeah and if you're listening to the show just go up to a stranger be like can i borrow your phone for two seconds rate rate our show through their phone mm-hmm. and who knows maybe you could be the start of something you know something that goes viral maybe we could be the next big thing you never know you never know man not only not only should you take that person's phone and go ahead and rate and review our podcast by the way five five star rating you should also just go right ahead and click that subscribe button while you're at it fuck it hell yeah man take up some real estate on their phone memory uh you know buy them a cup of coffee afterwards so you're only a complete weirdo doing this but i think that if we can get this ball rolling you know we're gonna we're gonna use these powers for good we're never gonna be too big and forget who we are no 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 we're always gonna be we're always gonna be who we are this is for fans this is by fans for fans ct nobody else yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) all right man take it away (laughs) all right peace out everybody peace